Sophia, and welcome to the Well and Worthy podcast. This podcast is a journey where we will discuss all things mind, body, and soul, and learn how to take care of ourselves in a loving and genuine way. I'm so happy you're here as we dive into what wellness looks like on an individual level, and as we learn how to show up as our authentic and our highest selves. Hello, hello, everybody. Welcome back to this week's episode. Um, I listened to the past episode, and I don't think that the din of the AC in my room is that bad. Um, let me know if you think differently. You can shoot me an email. My email's uh, down below. Um, and if I need to fix the audio, I totally can. But how is everybody doing? I hope y'all are having a good start to your week. Um, I have, I'm actually super, super excited because I think, I think this is all up in the air, but I think. Uh, that I might be changing the name of the podcast episode. Not that much. It's probably going to be like a tiny little change uh, just because I, I really want us as a community to like stand out more. Also, I'm getting new cover art, which is really exciting because it's being made by a friend of mine to like really reflect the themes of the podcast because she is quite an artist. So just all exciting stuff to look forward to. I am so happy with uh, all of the new people that are showing up to listen uh, to the podcast. Thank you all for being here. It truly, truly means a lot. I am here for you guys. <laughs> that is why I do this. That is why I work on designing these episodes. And believe it or not, like the time it takes to design the episodes actually is like, like so much longer, like three times as long as the time it takes to actually record the episode and upload it. So I do put a lot of research and time and thought into what I want to say here just so that we can spread the good vibes and the good messages. So let's jump right into today because today's topic is arguably the most definitive topic of this podcast, which big claim, I know, but it is just a really central theme and I'm excited about it because I did write like an entire research thesis on it last year. So I will be reading little clips of my thesis throughout just because just because I think it offers some fun scholarly insight and then, then I can use like fancy college words as well. But today's topic is how to actually be healthy, how to actually be healthy and kind of diving into how the fitness industry and the wellness industry can actually end up causing more harm than health. And to start us off, I kind of just want to talk about like what is wellness? as a whole, right? You're listening to this podcast. It's called Well and Worthy. Everybody wants to be well. They know they're worthy. That's, you know, but what is what is wellness? And people define it different ways based on, you know, the different concepts that they've been fed. <clears throat> but overall, most people who think of wellness often think of trends, whether they know it or not. You know, being healthy, quote unquote, or fit, quote unquote, seems like it would be a pretty straightforward definition. However, the definition of healthy and fit that a society comes to know is based off of current trends related to body types. So let's dive in. Through the different time periods, mini history lesson, different body types have trended. So I wrote, that's a lot of, you know, what I wrote about in that thesis, um, just how, you know, dating all the way back to the industrial revolution, like what did, what were men supposed to look like? What were women supposed to look like? At one point, you know, being overweight, like, and uh, having more body fat meant that, you know, it was a sign of wealth, it was a sign of being higher class or for a woman to have like calloused hands was unheard of. You know, body types changed. There was a time in history where women would quite literally poison themselves to make themselves appear sickly because this was what the body trends were. You wanted to be tiny and sickly looking 
And believe it or not, you know, it comes full circle in the early 2000s around the Britney Spears era, wanting to look tiny and sickly looking, heroin chic. Um, But here's a little snippet of what I wrote about. Here's what I said last year in this thesis, because I think it's a good place to get us started. A constant diet of Instagram perfectionism turns many of us into perfectionists and breeds a state of constant comparison. Behind the Snapchat filters is the most dangerous element of this culture of comparison, the concept of the quote-unquote perfect body. The tummy tees and yoga habits may be what is promoted, but what is actually photographed is the image of the perfect person. What they're trying to sell is the perfect person, the perfect body, the ideal that is held on such a high pedestal that it has sponsored a multi-trillion dollar wellness industry. This golden body standard is heavily constructed through our society's patriarchal lens, painting a body ideal for both men and women alike. Men's bodies today remain the same overly muscular, often unrealistic physique, whereas women's body standards are ever fluctuating just like the world's fashion fads. The women's modern day current trend is calling for a body that is overall lean yet big in all the quote unquote right places. Both of these standards are precisely tailored to be just what perfect is, ultimately unachievable. We have connected health and well-being to these unrealistic expectations, molding wellness into something incorrect and nearly impossible to achieve. So that's just kind of setting the tone for what we're going to be talking about today. When I ask you what is wellness, I'm sure your reaction is to say things like, oh, consistent exercise, eating healthy, meditating, caring about your mental health, all that stuff. And all of that stuff, you would be right to some degree, considering that those are all practices that are commonly used to help people live in a state of wellness. However, you know, when you're describing those to me, you know, you most likely have images flashing across your mind of a girl who has her life together doing it all, meditating, lifting, growing her glutes, going to Pilates, and subconsciously, you know, we associate not only that image um, of that girl, of that girl, see what what I'm getting at here, (laughs) Um, but the image of her body to wellness, right? So we instantly, whether we know it or not, like really focus on what your mind's eye is feeding to you when I ask, what does healthy look like? And most likely, if you're listening to this podcast or you're, you know, fed any of the modern day media, you get some sort of picture that is at least somewhat similar uh, to that. And another snippet from the thesis here, before wellness was construed to become synonymous with a particular body type, the actual definition, the textbook definition of wellness is something much more straightforward. Oxford Dictionary defines it as the state of being in good health. In today's society, though, rather than simply meaning the avoidance of illness, the term has gained additional connotations and become the backbone of an entire culture, right? The wellness culture, a culture known for its claims of the betterment of our minds, bodies, and overall personal health. Okay, so I want to be super clear about a couple of things. One is that these practices that I'm talking about, the yoga, the meditating, whatever, are not negative practices. That is the entire purpose of this podcast. You know that, to establish practices that make you feel fully well and to help you get in touch with the things that make your mind, your body, your soul like feel aligned. But in order to fully understand what makes wellness and what habits you need to make yourself feel good, you need to be able to dive in and unpack all of these ideas that really have been shoved down our throats about what wellness is supposed to look like. Because quite honestly, I could sit here and give you another podcast that tells you to wake up early and drink your matcha and make sure to exercise. Um, and don't get me wrong. I'm going to I'm gonna do all that. You know that I do all that. Um, I'm going to tell you all those things because they're important. But I guarantee you 
that you have probably heard that message a million and one times. And it can be really frustrating to just hear someone tell you, go work out. And at some point, you're just operating under what you think you should be doing in order to be that girl rather than what you actually fucking want to be doing. So I start off by talking about you know, the definition that has been created for wellness by other people and by society and by a standard in order to get us to fully reflect and look at what wellness means to us internally, rather than fully basing our entire life and all of our wellness practices and all of our habits off of, you know, subliminal expectations. So I just really want to get us started off by thinking about that and making sure we look, take a good hard long look at what our wellness practices are And in the context of, you know, what is expected of us, whether or not we are even realizing that we operate under what is expected of us, oftentimes we do, especially and also when it comes to our wellness practices. So how to actually be healthy, the title of the episode, first and foremost, learn to separate actual wellness, the state of being in good health, as the dictionary says, from the messages you hear about what health is supposed to look like, quote unquote. When I started, you know, this whole wellness journey, I was fully interested in reaching my full potential and becoming healthier and giving my body what it needed, becoming stronger. And so, of course, like all of us, I turned to the internet. Um, It's one of the many reasons, actually, that I started this podcast, because I want to be the voice that I wish I had along the way for other people. So I'm constantly looking of course, for y'all's feedback and interaction and ways I can improve. I just want to spread a good message and create a good space for the people here. Um, When I started off my wellness journey, like many, here goes the little story. It was, picture this, quarantine, 2020, March, alone, (laughs) like all of us. I got into exercising because I was bored and I felt like something was missing and I wanted to be able to distract myself at the time from like a big, a breakup I was going through and just lots of stress, you know, from the pandemic and stuff. And I don't know if any of y'all know who Chloe Ting is, uh, but she was a YouTuber. She makes like workout videos, programs. I followed those for a while at home and no shade to Chloe Ting, like peace and love to everybody, but they were all like, lose your belly fat in two weeks, app workouts and like follow this program to glow your butt, not your thighs or grow your butt, not your thighs. And, you know, I started following her and listening to only her advice for a very long time. I became like very obsessed with and okay, before before I proceed, I just want to put a little trigger warning for like eating disorders, stuff like that. Just so you all know who are listening. Um, I just became obsessed with calorie counting and, you know, like 2 a.m. ab workouts just because I thought that that was going to make me fit. I was like, yes, I have to track every single thing I eat. Um make sure to not go over this many calories and uh you know if i did then like it would be a really big issue and i would just like wake up and do more workouts um and it was a really hard controversial time you know it didn't feel controversial at the time but looking back on it i'm like that was definitely messed up (laughs) that was definitely messed up um and definitely not where i needed to be it had of course getting into exercising had its perks. So as I go through this story, I'm going to talk about the things I gained from each part of my wellness journey, the tools that I gained to put in the toolbox, you know, that created my my wellness world, so to speak, um, the toolbox that built where I am now and probably will continue to build where I go. Um, but this definitely gave me some tools um, and taught me, you know, how to get into working out and how to, you know, 
enjoy moving and get addicted to it even. And what I thought was my big come to Jesus moment in terms of working out and being fit was like around a year after that, I started really getting into lifting because gyms opened again. And I realized like I learned all about building muscle and getting stronger and I really enjoyed it. It made me feel like super powerful. And I think, you know, looking back again, the real reason I enjoyed it so much was because it broke me free from the restrictive like cycle, the restrictive style of exercise that I had been doing. And instead it taught me to, you know, the kind of approach that more is better and introduced me to the concepts of bulking, eating a ton of protein, you know, kind of really ingrained in me the whole, you don't have to be tiny to be pretty. You can take up space um, and be pretty and strong and powerful. And all this was really, really empowering to me. Um, I added that into what I like to call my toolbox, right? The wellness toolbox. And again, highlights from both of these phases. Um, there were highlights from both of them. I learned how to get into working out. I learned how to find my power. I learned that I don't need to be tiny and restrict myself to be confident and to be healthy. Um, but I realized that during both of these times, I wasn't necessarily working toward my own health. I was not working toward health. And I can tell you that um, full-heartedly, I was working toward a standard, you know, and I was, I was doing it because I had watched a lot of videos of people telling me I should do it. And because I wanted to grow my glutes um, to look good and I wanted to, you know, kind of fix those insecurities, I guess. Um, and I wanted originally to shrink myself down as small as possible because, right, everyone, that's tail as old as time. We're taught that tiny equals pretty. Um, and although they're two very different ideas, one, you know, eat as much protein as you can and grow your glutes, the other, starve yourself. All I was doing ultimately during both of those phases was really chasing a body standard at the end of the day. And, you know, I got a lot out of it. And those things that I learned created the template for the way that I approach nutrition and movement today as well. Um, and now today, like y'all know, with some of the health issues that I've been going through, I really was given this incredible wake-up call. And at the time, it did not really feel like much of a wake-up call. It actually instead felt like, oh shit, I can't lift super heavy anymore because my joints hurt. And that makes me super, super sad. Um, and I was not able to deadlift as much as I used to be able to. There was this one time that I was in the gym like a few months ago, even like probably four months ago. Um, I was trying to do hip thrusts like I had always done. It's like the only thing I ever did <laughs> to grow my glutes. Um, and my stomach was just having these like sharp piercing pains when I tried to put the barbell on it like I usually did. I usually, you know, use a pad and stuff, but I was getting like these sharp, piercing, agonizing pains in my stomach because it was just so bloated and painful to the touch and my joints like couldn't lift anything. And it was just such a sad day at that time because I was like, oh my God, I can't lift like I usually do. Like this is so sad. And you know what? That's what I thought originally. I was just super, super sad because I was at that point in my journey where I was just shoving protein powder down my throat like to make sure I hit my protein goals daily because to me, healthy meant building muscle. At that time, I did not understand the concept of health at all. It was more about how I looked than it was about my own body being in literal agonizing pain while I was in the gym. And, you know, when I wrote my, my thesis on the wellness industry and started researching body trends and really got into all this stuff, I got my eyes like really opened. I realized 
all along I had been held in like this chokehold by this wellness industry. You know, that I'm being told I should look like this and what I was being told my exercise and fitness and mindfulness and nutrition goals should all be, but that's not what my body needed. And it, it retaliated, you know, like it retaliated and screamed for help. And at first I was mad, but it's all been this crazy wake up call where my body was screaming and asking me to listen to it. And honestly, you know, that's kind of common nowadays. Everybody, you know, our bodies can scream at us in a variety of ways, a variety of ways. And if any of these relate to you, listen up. But some common ones are hormone imbalances, PCOS, um, extreme weight loss and weight gain, like extreme, you know, um, hormone irregular cycles for women, autoimmune disorders, uh, like for me, constant fatigue, joint issues. You know, if you're working out constantly and eating what you think is right and not seeing results, that can also be your body being like, this isn't working, dude, this isn't working. And I can do a whole episode if y'all want to talk about ways your body's asking for help and dive into those. Um, I would love to have a guest speaker on here, like a, a nutritionist or a dietitian to help with some of that. That would be super cool. So I'll look for that. Um, but those are just some of the ways that I've learned from both my Western medicine and Eastern medicine doctors that have been helping me out, um, where your body's screaming for you to change something that you're doing. So then how do we actually become healthy in a world that is literally just yelling at us? This is how you become healthy. This is how you do it from millions of different directions. I am here on this podcast episode right now to help you listen, not not to TikTok, not even to me. Well, hopefully a little to me, but to help you listen to yourself. I love to give wellness advice, nutrition advice, spirituality advice, you know, how to practice it. But the entire topic and point of this episode, as well as the entire point of my thesis and at the core of what I want this podcast to be, is that we have to start listening to ourselves if we want to live in a state of wellness because yeah, I don't know if you remember all the way back when in the original Well and Worthy intro episode, we talk about the core themes of this podcast and my message for this community. And our key theme of this podcast is you, Y-O-U, meaning an individualized approach to all things wellness. And this is especially important in a world where body standards are so fucking deeply ingrained, like it's so maddening. And we link body standards to our concepts of what health is, whether that be consciously or subliminally. But to be healthy, you have to tune into you. Is your body asking for help? You know, what kind of workouts and workout schedule might benefit you? And if you relate to any of those ways that your body might be asking out for help, you know, pain, fatigue, just you feel it. You know it's not right. Your mental health is not doing well. All of those things. Here's some ideas, although it varies based on you. This is fully a process of self-discovery, um, but some things that helped me. Uh, I like to try starting off with different types of workouts that might feel good, like if my joints are just not having it that day. Mm -mm. then I go try to do another type of workout. Some ideas are low resistance lifting, which I have grown to love. I still get to lift and feel the power of lifting. And I realize I love it so much more because I'm not like completely injuring my back and my wrists. And instead I'm doing, you know, like lunges and squats and deadlifts, things that make me strong in a way that isn't hurting me. So low resistance lifting, um, that's also known to like lower your cortisol levels and help with 
um, PCOS and hormone imbalance, stuff like that. If you're trying to regulate your cycle, I recommend looking into it. Look up like ways to manage PCOS as well as lower your cortisol. Um, more lifting cardio, yoga, kickboxing. I don't know if you've ever tried it. It's so fun. Dance, um, boxing, you know, find your thing that you love mentally and that your body embraces. If it hurts your joints, damn it, listen, you know, why are you lifting if your body doesn't want you to? And it might be you trying to change your body to fit a standard. So reflect on that. I, I know it's scary. I'm asking you all to reflect on that right now and to be honest with yourself. Like be actually honest. If you're doing this workout, I know because it's so ingrained in us because I did it too. And that is how I know your first reaction is going to be like, well, this is my wellness goal. That's what I want to do. Sophia doesn't know what she's talking about. I'm content doing, you know, it's okay that I'm only eating this, this much a day. Um, and you might be right because you know yourself best. But what I'm saying is, please, please look into what your body is asking you, not just the goal of how you want to look, but rather how you want to feel. If your goal is losing weight, then that's awesome. That's what your body is asking of you. You know, if you're overweight and your body needs you to lose weight, by all means, like listen to the advice, please, all of you um, from your medical professionals and from people who are helping you. But, you know, at the end of the day, please listen to what your body is asking rather than, you know, the external asks of the world that are telling you, you have to look a certain way. And nutrition wise, you know, being actually healthy doesn't have to take the shape that everyone's telling you it does, you know? So be honest with yourself there. Is it healthy? This is calling myself out just so you know. Is it healthy to be restricting calories, um, to be blacking out on a Thursday night without eating and telling yourself it's good to not have dinner because that way when I drink alcohol, the calories will cancel out and I'll stay skinny. <laughs> like let that sink in. Like, hmm, is that healthy? And your instinct might be like, yes. In which case, that's your subconscious belief shining through your mind that skinny equals healthy, which in that case, not true. Like, think about it. You're literally depriving your body of nutrients in order to fill it up with the toxin in order for the calories to cancel out. We are not machines. We are living organisms that have needs. Um, and, you know, that's not what our body needs. Does your body need a fresh salad? You know, are you hungry or are you, you know, eating that fourth quest protein bar because you haven't met your protein goal? And you're trying to gain muscle. Another something I did. I don't know if this is relatable to others, but I'm hoping it is. Um, and again, trying to gain muscle is not necessarily a bad thing. It's so important to be strong. I still lift and do so in my own way, in like a way that doesn't hurt my body. But it's just important to ask, to ask yourself how much of your nutrition goal do you want and do you need, and how much of it, you know, has been told to you. And when I say told to you, obviously I don't mean by doctors and health professionals. I'm talking about by societal standards and social media expectations, etc., etc. <clears throat> you guys are not going to believe little off topic moment what just happened. <laughs> I paused the podcast. Um we just got evacuated from my building in the middle of recording <laughs> for none other than a drill. Everyone was freaking out and it wasn't even a fire alarm. It was like attention. Um, this building is being evacuated for an emergency. I was like, geez, I grabbed my laptop, but it's okay. The The episode continues. It's kind of gnarly though. Um, yeah, that was my little segue. Jumping back in, um, you know, just because this topic, like I know this is a really heavy topic. So thank y'all for sitting, talking about it with me, thinking about it, um, because I know it's scary to think about what would happen 
if you know you changed all of your goals your nutrition goals your health goals your fitness goals your you know mental practice goals what would happen if you changed them to answer your body's call for help and i'll tell you your body will probably change you might gain or lose weight you might go from a triangle body type to an hourglass body type you might go from an hourglass to a more you know rectangle or square body type your body will probably change and guess what that is not a bad thing that is not a bad thing and you know why because our bodies despite what kim k likes to drill into our heads our bodies are not trends they are not the newest makeup looks from euphoria or you know taylor's newest album well, i'm so excited for that um but our bodies are not trends our bodies are a vessel they are the only you know consistent they're with us for life and they do not you know society does not have the right to tell us that our bodies have to fit within the box of a certain trend and wellness true wellness true wellness because that's the question right what is real wellness how do how do we become actually healthy true wellness is honoring your body's needs in every way while allowing it to exist in a state of good health meaning filled with the nutrients it needs moving daily in a way that feeds your soul and i'm totally 100 percent aware of how scary that might be for the longest time i was terrified to do cardio because i didn't want to lose any of my muscle mass you know i after after actually diving in and reflecting i didn't want to lose muscle mass so that i would not affect the way that i looked my workouts became about the way that i looked rather than about the way that i felt and rather than about what my body actually needed because whenever i did cardio certain types of cardio can't can't stand running never will but whenever i did certain types of cardio i felt amazing i felt on top of the world you know and i still really enjoy certain forms of cardio and now i am a certified spin instructor and still continue to lift in ways that support my body so please i'm begging of you be brave i know it's scary <laughs> I know that it can be really scary to actually make that change, to actually let yourself eat when you're hungry. Nobody talks about, you know, how scary that might be sometimes, um, jumping out of a place of insecurity and allowing for yourself to eat, allowing for yourself to run, allowing for yourself to lift, you know, on the opposite end of the spectrum. Oh, I don't want to get too bulky. Does your body want to feel stronger? You know, go lift, go move do what it's asking for and get the help of medical professionals to help you navigate that as well as, you know, osteopathic doctors and Eastern uh, medical practitioners. I know it's scary, but just keep repeating to yourself this one important thing that I like to repeat to myself. If I'm honoring my body with movement, nutrition, and mental and spiritual practices that support me, my body will take its truest form. I will be my highest self. I will become everything I, me, my goddess self was created to be. So if you are honoring what your body needs, it might change and it will change and evolve and grow and blossom into its truest form and into the form it was meant to take. So if I lose an hourglass body figure by, you know, doing my spin classes, guess what? Then I'm not supposed to have an hourglass body figure because my body is begging me to do cardio. If I don't want to finish that quest protein bar and it means that I end up more lean instead of bigger muscles, you know, at the end of the season, then that's what my body wants. If I, you know, whatever, I'm trying to think of flip sides of the spectrum. If I want to honor my body that day by just stretching, my body needs rest. My body needs rest and that's okay if I'm eating over the calorie intake that I usually need because I'm hungry. That's okay. You know, 
And all of this is not to say neglect your health, eat whatever you want, go through fast food, drive through, blah, blah, blah. Like, you know that that's not my message. I'm so um, sure that you all are clear that that is not my message. My message is in order to obtain actual, realistic, true, genuine health, it has to be based on what your body is asking for. And those can all vary. Those can all be different. They can take the form of different health conditions. They can take the form of different cravings of different levels of energy. Um, It's just really getting in tune with your body. Um, And in order to do this, I really also like to journal at the end of every day. You might not like to journal and that's okay. Um, You can pray. You can think about it. You can just literally contemplate every night while you're brushing your teeth. How do I feel right now? Am I hydrated? What cravings do I have for certain types of food? How was my energy level? How was my sleep? Do I feel antsy? Does my body crave movement? Does it crave sleep? Does it crave rest? Those are just some questions to ask yourself to get a gauge for what your body needs and answering that by eating intuitively, moving intuitively. That is the goal. I also, when I am scared to let myself take these leaps, I like to remember that at the very root of the ideas of how I'm supposed to look, sits a wealthy white old man somewhere satisfied that he sold me yet another Quest protein bar, despite the fact that they are packed with things like endocrine disruptors um, that are throwing our hormones off, uh, fake sugars that deteriorated my gut lining and led to my stomach issues. But he's happy because he knows that men and women want to grow muscles and ass, so they'll pay for that, and he'll continue to produce those bars as cheaply as he can, and he's happy. And guess who's not happy? My body. Um, so at the end of the day, right, what old white man are you benefiting by not believing in yourself? (laughs) Same thing applies. What old white man are you benefiting by not allowing your body to get its needs? What old white man are you benefiting by treating yourself like a show pony, um, at the end of the day? And by wanting my body to look a certain way, rather than focusing on how I feel in it, I am personally financing that old white man somewhere. And I would rather not. Another clip from my thesis Um, I'm going to do a quick little reading based on, you know, corporation stuff. This design is the exact thing that will keep consumers coming back for more. Fake solutions, nearly impossible standards, and constant feelings of inadequacy. Consumerism needs the body ideal and therefore is dependent on the patriarchy. By leaning on the bodily standards set in place by the patriarchal system, aka strong man, skinny woman, thicky woman, strong man like (laughs) consumerism both feeds off of patriarchy and feeds into it resulting in a cycle where unhealthy reinforces unhealthy all branded under the false name of quote unquote health we are told to be dissatisfied with ourselves by every media outlet and advertisement that we see and it deems effective according to a study that i found um in one large survey of almost 10,000 women in the united states It was found that almost 85% of respondents were dissatisfied with their current body size and wanted to be thinner. Dissatisfaction is the marketing method. Wellness, quote unquote, is the brand name. And dangerous are the results on actual health. So I ask you today, what does your body want? You know, what shapes your current wellness practices for your mind, body, and soul? Take a good look at the goals you have and the practices you're using to get there. And ask yourself if they're aligned with all that your body and mind are asking of you. And, you know, on that body and mind note, the mind, are you meditating and can't stand it? Or do you connect more or less with church? Maybe you connect more or less with journaling, um, with affirmations. Maybe you don't like them very much. Maybe you'd rather do self-massage before bed. I don't know. There's so many different 
ways that you can approach treating yourself well. And no one is allowed to tell you how or how not to do that. And the whole point of this specific episode was to hopefully help release some of those fears surrounding, well, if I give my body what it wants, won't it change the way I look? Yes, it will. And calling on all of us to be brave enough to let that happen, uh, no matter what form that takes, and with the help of medical professionals, and most importantly, with the help of your beautiful God-given natural intuition. So find the practices that serves you. This is the true way to become healthy because you can get fed all of these different ideas and life hacks and gym routines. But at the end of the day, you have to listen to that inner voice and ask what it wants to follow and what it decides it likes. And this, my friends, will allow you to flourish. So that is all I have for you today in terms of that. And I'm so grateful that you all tuned in. This topic is super important to me. If you're interested in reading my thesis, Um, I know 20 pages sounds very interesting, but if if you are, feel free to let me know, shoot me an email, be happy to send it to anyone who's interested in reading or learning more. Um, and if you have any questions or topics you want me to address, as always, shoot me an email, comments on a TikTok, please like, share with your friends and give us a nice little review on Spotify if you enjoyed. Um, I'm just grateful to have you all here and I'm grateful to address these topics that weigh heavy on our hearts and heavy on our bodies as women men as humans in the world. This is a topic that is screaming for our attention right now. So thank you all for joining. Um, I will see you next week. Thank you for putting up with the weird little clip out. I don't know. I don't know how much it affected editing. We'll see when I get there. Um, But I will see you all next week and uh, sending all my love. Ciao for now. Bye-bye. See you next week, my loves, and remember that you're already enough just as you are.